Welcome to the Winners Find A Way show and podcast with your host, Trent M. Clark, three-time World Series coach, CEO of Leadershipity, serial entrepreneur, having started 12 companies, coach to the 1%, and an international speaker. This show is going to be your go-to podcast for facing adversity, being inspired, and overcoming obstacles, all from the best in the world, business, sports, and leadership. Need to hydrate but tired of plain old water? You need rebellious infusions. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. 10 organic flavors and convenient liquid packets. Just add 16 ounces and you are on your way. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Yeah, it's, I got a strong will child to my, my daughter she's the oldest and uh, i mean I, I she's gonna be a rock star she's gonna be a superstar in life because she's got that and it's been tough raising her yeah. i mean i i look at myself and i go she, she's gonna get it she yeah. is because she whatever she's the type of person where she will find a way she's like no she won't take no for an answer she wants to use no because when she puts her mind to it she's gonna go get it yeah but it's again it's Successful people do that. Again, when we research, okay, what what makes Steve Jobs what he is? And and what he did was, you know what? I want to change the world. That's what he said. That's his model. That's Apple's model is like change the world. And he did it. And I'm telling you, he was stubborn, very stubborn guy. But look where we're at right now without him. If it wasn't for that, we would we wouldn't be doing this zoom call right now, you know? And, right. But yeah, so it's, yeah, this technology, we're doing this podcast right now, but anyways, the point is that, yeah, I mean, those successful people have that stubbornness in them where like, they don't take no for an answer because they really believe in themselves and they believe in, in that if they get the opportunity, they, they can be something. Yeah. So not relive the journey and the challenge of it all, but let's talk about, let's, let's just revisit it for a minute. When you're down, when you're out, any one thing like, hey, if you had to go through it again today that you would have done differently, that you would have maybe pivoted from a value or a mindset or, you know, you've done a lot of work in that post, you know, post all this, all this mm-hmm. career and in the middle of it, like in your coaching, right. you've done all sorts of work on performance psychology and different things and performances always don't go the way we want. Often our opponents have a lot to do with that, right? But right. our preparation, all these things. Looking back mm-hmm. on the injury, the challenge of it all, when you were down, would, would you be thinking something differently and going through it in maybe a different way today with what you know now? I think if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't have worried as much. I worried a lot. What the future? What if this happens? What if I don't do it? What if I don't get healthy? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm only 23 years old. I don't have nothing. I don't have education. What am I, how am I going to live? What am I going to do for a living? Because I put all my hope in baseball. And if I can do it all over again, I wouldn't have worried as much. And I also would have, if I had to do it all over again, I would have had a plan B, which I didn't have one. Because I, again, being stubborn, being a person like, you know what? Yeah, you know, we would tell me, you know, well, you got to get an education. I'm going to be a major league player. Yeah, but but, no, I'm going to do it. I don't care. No, I'm not taking no for an answer. I don't need education. This is what I'm going to do. I I put it all in that. And now looking back, again, I probably would have worried less Mm-hmm. because worrying takes a lot out of you. And it's like, man, you know what? Things are going to work out a lot of energy. Yeah, it's yep. sapped it out of me. And, and also it, worrying, and you know this through, through being a, a strength conditioning coach, is that it leads to injuries as well. Yeah. When we worry a lot, you know, yeah. a stress leads to injuries. And so, and I got injured a lot. So I wouldn't have stressed as much. And people say, okay, don't stress. It's tough not to. It's just like, this is what I feel. 
Yeah. But now what I know now, I'd have been like, you know what? I wouldn't have worried as much and I would have had a plan B, yeah. which at that time, again, people as myself with my personality type and everything, we're stubborn. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm set on that. Yeah, but you got, and it's like, I'm set on that. And we overcome it. We do overcome it. Yeah. But man, we bang ourselves a lot. <laughs> we will bump up against <laughs> walls. We'll, we'll break bones. We'll be in the hospital and all that. But you know what? We made it to the finish line with scars, but we made it. You know? Yeah. Well, I tell you, you know, you just enjoying this journey. I, I just, I, I so appreciate that. And, and just a quick look into the rearview mirror. And I got to tell you, I don't necessarily agree with you. I do agree with you on the worry. There's a huge factor of distress versus you stress, right? And, and worry puts us into distress and distress. You know, I, I love Twain's quote, you know, I spent 90% of my life worrying about things that never happened. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah. right? like, like, it's a waste of our energy. If you are looking to be elite, you do not have the time or the energy to spend over looking at things that are out of your control, being present and being focused on what you need to do is absolutely ultimately critical. And what he's describing was that worry takes away from that, even if it's two reps in your therapy, you know, every day it's, it's two reps on this exercise, two exercise. He's adding two weeks to his recovery with those two reps, right? Like every day he's adding two weeks until he gets back on the field. So is that distress that he's, that he's self-creating helping him? No way. Now on plan B, I got to tell you, Bobby, you'll appreciate this, man. I, <laughs> I, look, right. I, I look back at my college career and go, I wish I would have studied less. I should have been in the cage more. I should have been, you know, training more. I should have been more focused because no one cared that I was on the president's list and a top student, you know, no one ever asked for my grades at the bank. You know, like when I really come back to it, I think part of a lot of folks with a plan B, plan B is a catch net and there's no looking down and there's no looking back if you don't have a plan B because there's no catch net. So mm -hmm. you find a way to walk the high wire because yeah. the other option is death and it's too much to even consider. So I have seen a lot of folks without a plan B and I, listen, I'm on the fence, Bobby. I was a plan B guy. Okay. I was, and I'm on the fence which is the way to go? I really don't know yet. I'd love to hash that out. You might be on that panel one of these days because we need to hash that out, man, because there are both sides of that story and I'm not sure. The jury's out for me. Well, to me, plan B was being prepared. Yes. And I wasn't back then. Yeah. Again, it's later in life where I finally got prepared yeah. and that's when it kind of like, okay, but I just wasn't, I, I just went through it. Just, I winged it. You yeah. know, and that's what I meant by plan B. It's like, okay, I got to get prepared yep. because when the opportunity comes, I got to be prepared for that. Yep. You know, success comes when here's opportunity, here's preparation. All of a sudden, man, when they meet, that's when success comes. But if it goes like that, I'm like, man, I wasn't prepared. There's a go to the opportunity. Yep. You know, so that when I meant by plan B is more the preparation that you're being prepared. Good. I like that. I like that. That's a good, I appreciate you, you know, qualifying that very distinctly, specifically breaking that down because I think that's huge. And, and I yeah. tell a lot of people the story of a double A player that has to be positioned right now. You have to be prepared in all things because you are one moment away from the major leagues mm -hmm. at any moment. Right. And there's any risk of, well, I missed curfew, so I couldn't play today. So the scout from the Dodgers missed you and they wanted to take a look at a second baseman because they know they got a person down and they're ready to make a trade. And all they're hearing about is you, you, you. And 
you missed the day they were there. But I caught the mm -hmm. next day with the Padres. Uh, oh, I'm a shortstop. And, you know, I did catch the next day when the Padres saw me. And right now with their 20-year-old superstar, I don't think they're looking for one, <laughs> right? Like, they don't need one for 10 years with their guy, right? So the right. Padres, they're not even looking at my position now as a shortstop. So it's this, you've got to be in the right place at the right time. And your positioning is all about how well you're prepared to see that opportunity. It also creates massive amounts of focus. When we're prepared, we actually know when a good when a good opportunity is inside our lens and we know when a, a bad opportunity enters our lens because we're like, whoa, whoa, what's that doing here? You don't belong here. And we know it because we're focused on where we're going and we're looking for the right opportunity and we know what the wrong opportunity likes. Like. And we say, oh, you've got to get out of here. I'm moving this way. Where when people are not prepared, they're like, oh, that's an opportunity. I don't know if it's a good or a bad one. Well, let me go get distracted with that for two or three years. Two, wait, two or three years? Like, oh, it turned out it was the wrong one. Let me go back, get on my path again. Like, whoa. You know, I tell a lot of companies, organizations, if we're really going to progress, let's progress six steps up, one step back. Meaning we're taking enough risk that we got to take a step back sometimes, right? Like, ah, that didn't work. We're pushing the envelope of doing things right. The very ultra conservative, we're not going to take any risks. I'm going to go two steps up, one step back. This is a long way up, man. <laughs> like, I don't know when you're looking to get there, but like, this is going to be a long haul. We have got to be more efficient. And, and of course, you and I both know organizations that are going one step up and three steps back, right? And they're never getting there. They have no chance. Yeah. All right. All right. One value, belief, action that you took when you were down that turned things around for you? Well, I'll tell you one thing. My, my faith in Jesus Christ is, I think, what really has helped me to get to where I'm at. I mean, that's really not what I think I know. It's, yeah. I don't know where I would be without that because once faith is lost and hope is lost, I mean, it's all lost. And my hope and my faith was in Christ that, you know what, he's got a plan for my life. He's going to be with me no matter what happens. There's something good going to come out of this. And he's so, I think that's one. Yeah. Huge. By the way, I might consider that also a pretty strong plan B, by the way. Like, you know, if you're talking, <laughs> if you're talking about prep, like, hey, if you know that that's always with you, no matter, you know, whether you're going to be out of this washing cars and going back, trying to, uh -huh. you know, feed the kids and get your degree at that point, you were wise enough, I think, to do this while, while you were still in pro baseball, taking advantage of your off season, taking advantage of new online learning. You really persevered through that. But uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty confident you would have found a way. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have, yeah, I Again, like like we talked earlier, it's like I when I put my mind to something, it's like I'm pretty stubborn. Like I want to figure this out. And okay. and again, go, go, going back get my degree in midlife, it's it was tough. It was scary. It was like, can I do it? Can I not do it? I mean, I doubted myself. I did. I, I doubted it, and it was hard at the beginning. But you know what? That little by little, I, it, it's, I started getting the hang of it, and I ended up getting my bachelor's. And all of a sudden, like, okay, let's go for the master's now. And, and here we are. Yeah, that lifelong learner, I think, really, you know, is a, is a separator for great coaches, right? Great leaders understand lifelong learning. You have a master's, and I know you're not stopping because every time we talk, we're now talking about, we're no longer talking about athletes. We're talking about the authors, right? Who wrote yeah. this and who wrote that and who can give us good information? We, we exchange a lot of information, you and yeah. I. So let's talk about yeah. that for a minute. Information and education. I mean, I think the last stat I saw was 3% of major leaguers have a college degree. 
And uh, yeah, how about that staggering stat, right? Mm -hmm. Most people are high-level athletes at a very young age. There's a lot of international. So that ha that brings a different education level because we just have different schooling and way we do schools. But man, most in baseball don't choose back to school. Why did you choose that? Like I said earlier about plan B, I, I, I wanted to keep getting better. Yeah. I wanted to have options. I wanted to have more. It would open up more doors for me is what I said. Like, you know what? I want to do this. But I'll tell you a, a thing that really, really hit home is when I when I was with the Cleveland Indians at the time coaching. And, uh, and actually, I started my bachelor's when I was with the, with the Chicago, coaching the Chicago White Sox organization. But I, I started to understand that, you know what? I want to get better as a coach, as, a, as an instructor, because I knew that where the game was going, the game was going now to other levels. You're going, wait a minute, you know, there's a lot of educated people now. And so I want to stay ahead of the curve. That's another thing. It's like, I did not want to be here. Again, I want to learn. I want to get better. So I end up getting my in management, which is in leadership, which is, the, I think to me, I feel like that's a volume. Yeah. And so I learned a lot about people, how to handle people, how to have organizations and in, in, in groups and all that. And after that, Again, I was with the Cleveland Indians and being with them, they were a growth mindset organization. Yes. That's another yeah. th that's another area that growth mindset is huge. That's where I'm like, I want to have a growth mindset. It means I want to keep learning. I don't want yeah. to have a, a fixed mindset where like, oh, that's just the way I am. I was born that way. You know what? That's just what I know. No, you know, I want to keep growing and keep learning. So with them came the opportunity to get my, my uh, master's degree. And performance psychology was something I was interested in because of all the, what I went through as a player. I was really hard on myself. I overthought things. I didn't know how to handle the mental part of it. That hurt That hurt me as a player. And I go, okay, I want to learn that. I want to be able to help the players out that I coach with the mental part and to learn that to help them you know, realize and fulfill their dreams as, as, as major leaguers. So I, that's where I came on bond. Like I had a growth mindset and I was taught that. By, by the Cleveland as well. And it really was interesting. So that's where I wanted to get my education was because I wanted to grow. I want to keep getting better. And I know where the game is going. It's like, we need to get better. We, we, we need to stay on top of the game because the way analytics are, the way technology is, it, it's going, that's where the direction of the game is going. And I need to stay on top of that as well to get better and help these players out. But that, that's where it came from. And again, it's the growth mindset is to me, that's what the successful people have that, yes. you know, in, in leadership, as you talked, you, right now you mentioned leadership. I believe in, in a person that's, that's a leader is a learner. The first thing a leader is, is a learner. You know, before someone can lead, you have to learn. Yep. You know, and then once you learn, then you, you can put that to practice and you, you know, you be start leading. It's leaders are learners. And I want to keep learning. I'm still learning. I mean, I'm, I, I'm still reading books. As of right now, we're, we're going, I'm still reading books on, 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 on not only leadership, but also on the mental part, which I think that's something that I really have, have learned a lot more in the last couple of years, especially through my master's degree. That's awesome. You've had a lot of success, Bobby. You won a lot of games, you won a lot of things, had some setbacks. What's the best battle that you've conquered in your life? Oh, man. I think the the battle really is my battling my failures, how to overcome failure. To me, that's that, if that's a battle that I've conquered is with myself. Yeah. I, beat, I would beat myself all the time, very hard on myself. I'm going, man, like any little thing I'd be like, oh, it's like trying to break freaking time. There was a, a guy, and I can't remember his name. It was a while, while back, a long time ago. I'm like, man, you're beating yourself up. Well, yeah, because I'm a perfectionist. And then he asked me, well, what do you do that's perfect? And I went, 
nothing. Okay, so you're not a perfectionist. And I, mm. that made me think, I'm going, you're right. Yeah. And I'm going, I have nothing. And that's the thing that, that I battle is trying to be perfect, trying to, trying to please people. That's another thing, a battle of mine is being a people pleaser. You can't, mm. you cannot, God can't even please everybody. You know, right. so it's like, I, that's, well, those are the, were my battles, my inner battles that I needed to be freed up from. And, and once I started going, you know what, man, again, my faith in Christ, my faith in God is like, I'm going to trust you. You got it handled. I'm going to put my part in, in terms of me being prepared for when an opportunity comes. Those were the battles I had. Love it. Let's talk about the mirror. You mean, you see these kids every day, you know, like, and, and we got, we got to look in the mirror. You've done a lot of self-reflection and you, one of the things I've heard in your self-reflection that you've really received from your preparation, from your further education what I hear that maybe you didn't have when we were younger, when we were, con- we were coaching, like when we were about 30, right. Starting young families. Right. And right. We didn't have peace of mind, right. It sounds like you've got more peace of mind now because you've done the work. You've got fall back. You've got plan B. You started plan B at 40 to get the education, <laughs> but like, you've got that now. I feel like you're enjoying the journey and there's more peace of mind. Do you feel that? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. It's you're, you're right. N- now that I'm older, I I've definitely have changed. I've definitely have, have lived. I've, I've experienced many You know, no one thinks you're 50 the, looking older. Like yeah. you, know, you say that like, yeah, I want yeah, to talk about looking uh, older because you look 29. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, bro. Oh man. Praise God. I, I try to work out. I mean, I try sometimes I, I, I don't, I, I miss it, but, but yeah, it, you know, just getting back to that, it's, it's something that I try to, you know, look at myself and, Okay, you know, all the setbacks I had, I look back right now, we talk about peace. It just, you know, it's really my, my, again, Trent, it's my relationship with Christ. It's like, he's the Prince of Peace. It's like, you know, you know, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer, petition, bring your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all the understanding regarding your heart, your mind, Christ Jesus, the peace of him, that's what's going to guard my heart. Am I? So it's like, I mean, I need him. I mean, I I go to him, it's like, I can't do this on my own. And I, I go to him in prayer. I go to him, Lord, direct me today, guide me today, because I don't know what to do with this hitter today. Yeah. You know, he's struggling, and everything I've tried is not working. Lord, give me something. You help me because I can't. So that's the piece I have that that I've given control up and trying to control everything, because when I try controlling it, it doesn't work. It do- so, doesn't work. So if you look, so when you see people in the mirror, is it? Is that the thing they do? Is it the, hey, I'm not seeing what I want. I'm going after this. It's my time. I can make it happen. They're not letting it go. They're not letting it happen. What, what do you see that people are struggling with that seems relatively overt that maybe you struggled with yourself at times too, but you see it a lot. What do you think people are missing in the mirror? I think what they're missing is being vulnerable. I think a lot of times it's like, we, we, we don't want people to know our weak spots. We don't want them to know that, Hey, I can't do this. Or I'm, you know, like something we just got like lay it down, be vulnerable. Hey man, you know what? I, I just can't do it right now. Man, can you help me? Yeah. You know what? Right now I, I, I need help, man. I, I, it's not working, man. Just, you know, anything you can help with. And, and we're prideful again, pride. There's, there's good in it in terms of like, you know, pride, pride in terms of like you know what i got pride in my, doing a good job okay yeah but that pride of thinking we can do it all when we can't mm. that that's not good because now all of a sudden man we're gonna have help that's on our way and we're not gonna want it yeah because you know i can do it i don't need it. i can do it on my own and that's when we just like and and, and i was like that earlier in life i was really you know stubborn in ways and and again it, it took a while when i surrendered my life to christ that's when i surrendered everything that's when I felt like there was just a weight off my shoulders. I'm going, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this a long time ago? It's like, mm. he's controlling my life now. He's like, 
you know, Lord, go ahead, direct me. I'm telling you, ever since then, he's just directing my paths. You know, a, a verse of mine that I go to a lot is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And and that's what I use a lot, where it's like, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. <laughs> Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will lead your path straight. It's like, don't lean on your own understanding. And that's why I go, am I doing it on my own? Yeah, you think you know it all. Like, you know, and I don't, you know. Yeah. Matt Mieske and I, a fellow, you know, former major leaguer, now ex-teammate of mine on Team USA. Yeah, that's right. Matt's a great dude. I didn't know that. That's awesome. You know, Matt and I had a great conversation about being proud of or self-pride, right? Like that difference between it's great to be proud of something, but self-pride is a probably self-inhibitor right? More than anything. Mm -hmm. So we had a great conversation between that. Let's talk about the last time. Now it's the time for the best way to win. Is there something that you want to share with the listeners that uh, we did not touch on today that, you know, Hey, if they're on their way to journey, they're on their way to win. What is the best advice? What's the best way for them to get to the winner's circle? What is the best way to get them forward and moving? To me, failure is the best coach. Mm. And here's what I use. And I use it with my kids and I use it with players. I don't use the word failure too much. We either win or we learn, but we don't fail. I love it. You're either going to get better or you're going to learn. Failure <laughs> to me is learning. So you don't fail. You're learning. Yeah. And so we win or we learn. We don't lose. Yeah. And yeah, so that, that's how I look at it. Yeah. That is to me how you lose. If you lose and you don't get the lesson, you're a loser. You're going to, you're going to keep yeah. losing. It's going to, it's going to keep perpetuating. Yeah. I don't know how many companies I've gone into and said, hey, we've lost on the last eight proposals. Great. What have you learned? Oh, we don't look at it after, you know, we don't get it. We just, <laughs> you know, re-up the next proposal. I'm like, wait, review the tapes. Like, let's see what happened. Like, what, yeah, what did they, yeah. have we called them back? Do we have an exit interview? Like, why didn't you choose us? What would you have liked to have seen? What did we do right? Like, no, we don't do that. <laughs> what? Like, it's bonkers. I love that. All right. Awesome, Bobby. Share your social media again. You're on LinkedIn. You're on Instagram at? Yeah, is Bobby and Swing Ugly at Instagram. Swing Ugly. I love it. Good. All right. Or should, should we look for, you know, a book anytime soon on per, on uh, performance psychology? You know what? I, uh, you know, you know, Trent, I think we talked about this in the past, but yeah, that's something I, I, I want to do. I got started yeah. to journal a little bit and, and gather all my thoughts, but yeah, it's, it's something that I, I like to do. And uh, there's a lot to learn and there's a, a lot that, to give this, especially my experience in life and also, you know, in, in education that that can definitely help some people out. But I'm definitely looking forward to doing that one day. Awesome. For us, follow the show on YouTube live and many more videos on Leadershipity channel. I am at Leadershipity on Instagram and Twitter, also at Trent M. Clark on most of the social medias. You can find me on LinkedIn at Trent M. Clark. For our website, leadershipity.com, make sure you look for our upcoming book, The Pyramid of Leadershipity. DM or email me. Let me know what you think of this show. I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening. Rate us five stars always and follow us. Please subscribe. We try and work hard to deliver value each and every time. Bobby Magianis did not fail to deliver. I mean, come on, you know, the stubbornness, you know, the perseverance. I had some great notes here on getting better all the time, the growth versus the fixed mindset, being a perfectionist and a pleaser and realizing, hey, how that's not serving you right. as a leader. And then, of course, the vulnerability and the willingness to ask for help. Bobby, you said your quote, your go-to when things are down. You talked about Proverbs a little bit. 
And you talked to, what was your first quote there that you talked about? Yeah, it's, it's only through consistent pressure and heat that a lump of coal becomes a diamond. Yes. For me, you know, I always think a lot about my guests for the week. Like I have a week prep on who's my guest. And it's funny that, you know, you hit this right out of the gate, right, on, on your strong will because I had, you know, James 1-3 because, you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And Amen. you've been tested many times, my man. And I am just honored to be a fellow friend, to be a brother. And, you know, just, just to know you, Bobby, to see you work, it's made me better as a coach, which helps me make other people better. So that is a, a gift you've given me. So I'm thankful. Thank you, Trent. I appreciate it, buddy. It's always a pleasure, man. Yeah. And we will see you next time. Rebellious Infusions are organic flavored water enhancers. Rebellious provides clean, focused energy in liquid packets. Just tear the corner of the packet and pour 16 ounces of water. Rebellious Infusions have no sugar, no calories, and up to 300 milligrams of antioxidants and loads of L-thionine for brain health. Rethink your drink at drinkrebellious.com. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Do you want to be our next guest or do you have inspiring stories to share or do you love to inspire, support and empower thought leaders? Feel free to send Trent a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Leadershipity.